of sonship. So we rightly say this year, this year 2019, our theme is manifestation of sons, according to Romans chapter 8, 19. Yeah? For the next expectation of all creation, yeah? I've paraphrased. Is that the sons of God may be what? Revealed or manifested. And we are here to answer that call. Manifestation of what? Sons. Manifestation of sons or revelation of sons. To really understand that, I have to give you one or two goals. So let me give you some goals. What are the goals of manifesting as sons? What is something that you can write down and say, therefore this must happen in our lives? What are our expectations? The first thing is that we expect to walk as children of God in this year. Hello? We're going to walk as sons. Hmm? We're going to walk as sons and daughters of God, if you like. We're going to walk as those who have got a father. Are you with me? And that's a game changer for some people, some of you, that have never walked like you have a father. Because perhaps you've never had one, or perhaps you had one that wasn't quite great. This year, you're going to walk as though you have a father, because you do. Amen? Amen? We are going to walk with him as sons. It also means we're going to walk in honoring him as our father. We are expecting our lives to become better. The things that trouble us to become less and less troublesome. Huh? We will be much beautiful. Hello? Spiritually and even physically. Hello? You, you didn't say amen to physically, and yet some of you need that. You know? <laughs> I'm being rude, I? But listen, he beautifies you. That's true. He beautifies you. So, so, so he will beautify your life inside out. Yeah? Let the crooked places be made straight. Yeah. yeah. So he should beautify you inside out, which means uh, no disease should be found in you. Amen. Which also means no anger, malice, bitterness, and all such like should be found in you. Amen. He will beautify you. He gives me beauty for ashes. Yeah? He will beautify your life. We will walk as sons. The second expectation is that we will make many become sons. Are you with me? Because you can only get people to where you have been most of the time. Yeah? Largely. So when you begin to walk in fellowship with God as his son, your friends have no choice. They have to get in fellowship with God as children of God in order to be in fellowship with you. It's like what John said in 1 John. 
When he says that which we have seen, that which we have heard, that which indeed our hands have touched, and yes, we have beheld his glory, that is what we declare to you. So that you guys may have fellowship with us. But truly, our fellowship is not without what? It's not just with us. Our fellowship is with the Father. Amen? And the Son. Are you with me? So you see, John said, we want you to have fellowship with us. But for you to have fellowship with us, we have to declare to you that which we see, we touch, and that which we behold. That's how you have fellowship with people, right? Hello? They have to touch what you're touching. They have to hear what you've seen. That's how you have fellowship with people. So you're walking and you see an advert for a movie and you know which friend would love that movie. So to have fellowship with them, you declare what you have seen. You say, I saw there is a movie coming up uh, next week. Can we go watch it? And because of what you saw, your friend comes in fellowship with you to the movie. Are you with me? That's what John is saying. That which we have seen, which is Jesus. That which we have touched, which is the life of God. That which we have experienced and embraced. We are declaring to you. So you can come to the movie with us. But let us tell you this. This movie we are coming to, it is not just movie with us. It is with the Father and the Son. So this year, if God be faithful, and we all know he is, then you will make many become sons. Even some that you think are born again, you see, there is a lot of outreach, even in the church itself. Because there are people who don't really get what being a child of God is. Thank God they've got you. You're going to help your friends draw near to becoming children of God. They might have been Christians for years, but they don't really get it. You know, because there's a scary scripture in the Bible. When Jesus said, uh, uh, I never knew you. And the people said, but we've cast out demons in your name. We've even healed the sick in your name. I mean, we've done crazy things in your name. And he says, I get you, but the problem is I didn't know you. You didn't do this fellowship thing. You were not one of the sons. So you're going to help people who are also still in the church, some of them, to become sons. Hallelujah. So take serious the things that I'm teaching you. Listen to some of these recordings on Anchor that Bright posts out. Listen, write some notes. If you want notes from me, ask me. I will send you notes. But get hungry because this is so that you may walk in it. Not so that you may just tick the box that you are in church. Are you with me? God is with us. And he's ready to change our lives. You see, this is revival that people have talked about for years. Where the children of God begin to function in mighty power. Not just one person. The children of God. Where all of us. It's so near. It is very, like, like here, you can smell it, you can touch it, you know, you know, you know, it is so near. 
that our testimonies will change. That when we meet like this and we'll be talking testimonies, some of us will be talking about, I went to minister and deaf ears opened and, 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 and many people are following me. What shall I do? Start a Bible study. Are you with me? Yeah. I, you know, clearly, I have a vision to reach this city. That's what I received from the Lord. But I have a very clear understanding of how that works. It doesn't work first by a mega church. The church will become mega. I don't mean just this church. I mean the church in the city. But it doesn't work by that. It will work by you turning your house into a revival center. That's how it's going to work. It's going to work by you learning how to reach your neighbors. Now, if you think about that and look at your neighborhood and you go, Ooh, how much fire do I need to reach these people? That's exactly what it's going to take. The day you catch the fire to get and into your neighborhood and start winning souls, that is that revival coming. When people start getting healed left, right, and center. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. God moving powerfully in our local places where we live. Then we will say there's a revival happening. That is what will make the church a mega church. Are you with me? Otherwise, as does car park, is full. It doesn't mean anything. Tesco's car parks are always full. No life is getting changed. So we don't start with the mega church. We start with mega believers. Sons that know how to manifest. We start there. Then we're going to reach this city like fire. And some of you will be saying, no, 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 I need to move house because there's another place I need to reach. And you will, yeah, the reason for moving house will change. Because you're thinking, fire there. I want to take fire in that place. I'm telling you, you're going to make some decisions, you'll be shocked. You will sell houses, you will make decisions that will shock you. You should remember these things I'm telling you. They will shock you. You'll be like, what? This is not what I was planning, but look where I ended up with my life. The kind of houses you buy, how big or how small they will be, led by God. Even the cars you drive. God is raising an army that's not just going to glory in materialism. Huh? There is no glory in materialism. Everything only shines when it serves God. Everything. Everything. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So those are the goals. Keep these goals. I will manifest as a child of God this year. It doesn't matter what's bothering you. You will manifest. I'm going to walk as a child of God. I'm going to, by walking in fellowship with my father as a child of God, I'm also going to bring many into fellowship with my father. Amen? Amen. So if you've never led anybody to the Lord, you've never discipled a person at all, this is a good year. 
to learn how to sit down and start pouring the love of God into somebody else. It's a good year. To start just learning how, how to start getting hungry for discipling some people. Finding a home that didn't know about Christ and starting to go visit and, and sitting down with them and opening the word of God and, and talking to them. This is you. This is you. That is manifesting you this year. You will see. Your diary is going to change. You're going to have some days on that diary where you're not just coming to, you know, every time you do a spiritual meeting, you go to meet pastor. You go to meet someone who should pray for you. It's changing. You are the one that is going to book people now. Amen. You're going to look in your week and you say, I can't take a shift there because I am seeing this guy. I'm discipling him. <laughs> Even your shift work will shift. God is in serious business right now. You would think I'm just talking. Mark 16, 17 to 20. I want to talk to you part two of the oil of sonship. I am dealing with a Greek word that is quite interesting today. And I'm going to just let it out. H-O-M-O-T-U-M-A-D-O-N. Homothumadon. Homothumadon. I repeat, homothumadon. That's the Greek word I'm going to try and talk about today. Amen? Amen. Mark 16, 17 to 20. The Bible says, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick, and the sick will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied them. God bless the reading of his word. You see, Jesus is speaking to the disciples. And as he's speaking to the disciples, this is after his resurrection. It's his resurrection, and, and, and he's talking to them. Remember the Bible says he showed himself with infallible proofs for those 40 days. Are you with me? So this is one of those encounters. Actually, one of the last, last, about the last encounter. And as he's talking to them, he begins to come into a place where he begins to charge them to do things. So if you read above there, he says, he says to them, go into all the world and preach the good news. The same as echoed in Matthew 28, when Matthew says, 28, 19, go into all the world, preach the good news. They that believe, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, I am with you always. So he's charging them. He's charging his children to go out there and do what he wants them to do. Are you with me? But as he does that, he decides to, to add something in there, according to Mark 16, where we just read. 
that help is going to help them to identify a new creation that is going to be birthed in the earth. Because up until this time, there has not been church on earth. The church has not been around. There has been Israel, there has been the Jews, and Judaism practiced, and many other religions, but there has not been Christianity, or there has not been followers of Jesus as a body on earth. It has not happened yet. He's only got the 12 and a few others. Maybe a hundred, maybe three hundred. In the upper room, as far as we know, there was a hundred, about 120 people. So let's assume he's got about 120. So he's trying to birth the church. But here's the big question as he's trying to birth the church. What is this going to look like? Are you with me? He's trying to answer the question... This is going to look very different. How do I explain to these people that what I'm sending them to do is not to go and start another sect like the others have done? How am I going to show these people that what I'm sending them to do is going to look like this? Hello? What signs can I give them? You see, if I send you to buy a car, I went to buy a car for Pastor Oluremi the last year. And, and, and I was asking her about colors. I almost bought her a white car until she told me, I hate, a, I hate white. I don't like that. White is for heaven. I said, oh, I'm sorry. And so I started saying, what, do you like this color? Do you, like, do, you wanna, do you understand what I mean? I had to have an idea of what she's looking for. What does it look like? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Jesus, he's trying to send the disciples, then he pulls back a bit. Hang on a second. What does this thing look like so that I may tell them? So when they see it, they may know they are doing the right thing. They are building the thing I sent them to build. What will it look like? Very big, important question. Because there lies the definition of the followers of Jesus. There lies how you tell that these people have come into sonship with God. Especially nowadays when there are many claiming to be sons of God. And so he says, listen, listen, before you go, these signs shall follow those who believe. Watch out for these signs. Are you with me? Now the word signs there means proof. In some Bibles it says these proofs will follow those who believe. The word signs there means this distinguishing marks. I want you to distinguish between the one who truly believes and the one who doesn't truly believe. As you go, Peter. As you go, James. As you go. I want you to be able to know and distinguish that this one has truly believed. This one, not yet. This one is lying. It's Simon the sorcerer. Are you with me? This one is trying just to pull some wool in our eyes. He's lying. This one has believed. I want you to be able to know. 
Because the Bible says, the foundation says this, God knows those who are His. He also wants us to know. Hello? But He says, I don't want you to use your human judgment. I don't want you to just look at their behavior. I want you to look at proofs. Somebody say proofs. Proofs. You see, he could have said, when my people, when you meet my people, they will behave so nice, they will all smile. They will wear their hair like Jose. (laughs) He could have said all that. But he decides, no, 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 no. I'm not looking for external signs. I'm looking for proofs that only God can put in them. When you see it happen, you will know it is not them. It's because of who they are in fellowship with. You will prove that they have fellowship with me. So you see, as you hold hold your horses, as you judge people, Don't judge them too quickly. Watch who has fellowship with them. If they have fellowship with God, you will see it in these proofs. Are you with me? Do you understand that? So it follows that in the kingdom of the Father, all of us as his sons, we carry proofs. We carry signs. Because he didn't say, these proofs shall follow those who preach. By the way, he's talking to those who are going to preach. He's sending them to go and preach. And he doesn't talk about the signs following them. He's talking about the signs following those who believe them. (laughs) This proof shall follow pastors. This proof shall only follow apostles, prophets. Teachers. He says, this proof shall follow all those who believe. And all means? No one left outside. When we believe, we enter into an arena of proofs. How will I know that you believe? (laughs) I'm going to check the scripture. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to measure you with just my eyes. I'm going to check the scripture like this. Then I'm going to look at you. And I'm going to see whether you meet the proofs that you have come in fellowship with the Father. Uh, Because me alone, you can fool me. The Bible says the heart is deceitful. You can fool me. You can learn church. Anybody can learn church. You can teach a monkey how to do church. Would lift up its hands. Its hands. It would know when to worship. It would bow down even better than some of us. Because it won't worry about its suit. (laughs) Proofs. Proofs. There are proofs to this thing. <laughs> I'm going to say some things that might mess you up a little bit, but it's all right. I'll mess you up so you can get corrected. There are proofs to this thing. Hmm? 
No wonder John, you know, the apostles would be bold enough. John would say, whoever keeps on sinning is of the devil. And nowadays we want to talk about that. And we say, no, he meant, no, he meant if you keep sinning, there is no God in you. You see, the early disciples had this tradition. And their tradition is that they didn't accept people to be Christians that quickly. Not like we do. They had these traditions that when somebody came to join them, they would wait for a long time before they even baptized the person sometimes. Proofs were very important to them. I'm not saying we're going back there, but I'm just saying proofs were very important to them. Because sometimes what we are looking for are not the proofs that are in the word of God. We're looking at, are they attending prayer meeting? Are, Are they coming to church on Sunday? How many songs do they sing? Have they changed their songs in their their car? Of course that's nice. You know, if I get in your car and find crazy songs, I'm getting out. (laughs) If I can get out, then guess where Jesus is? (laughs) He's gone a long time ago. (laughs) But but of course all that needs to to shift. We We understand that. But how about from the inside out? Not from the outside in. From the inside what? Out. We are not behavior psychologists. We believe in a God that transforms lives. You know behavior psychologists, behaviorists, you know what they do? You know, they just, they, they just deal with the external, the things they can see. They can change your behavior. They can stop you from doing certain things. But they can't change your life. Hello? Hi. But we believe in a God that can change lives. Proofs. Are you with me? It means in the kingdom of our Father, all sons carry signs. Come on, say, I carry signs. Because he says, these signs shall follow. I even use the wrong word when I say I carry signs. I think the right word is signs follow you into your exam room. Hello, signs. Hello? Into your workplace? Hello, signs. Wait a little bit when you open the door, right? And wait a little bit. Let the signs come in. You get what I'm trying to say? You are followed by signs wherever you go. Proofs. Maybe you don't get this. God wants to prove. That's the second thing. That you are his child everywhere you go. So he sends enough proofs with you. The problem is you keep ignoring the proofs. You keep ignoring. You don't understand. You have an entourage of proofs. Instead of reacting in anger, you could have just like shows them. Hello. I hope you're getting what I'm saying. It means there is no sun without signs. I'm levering the point, I know. I'm repeating it. But it means there is no child of God without signs. All of us carry with us proofs. We become very dangerous people. Because it does not just mean God wants to prove that we are his children. It means we can prove. That we are his children. 
Your life has changed ever since you believed in Jesus. And if you have not seen many changes yet, perhaps you were ignorant of this. But this thing was not ignorant of you. Wake up. There's proofs around you. Do you understand how that gives you confidence? When you enter that meeting that looks like it's supposed to be a very hard meeting. I did not come alone in this interview. (laughs) I came with proofs and signs. In other version it says signs will attest you. Attest means they will prove you. They will be your evidence. Christianity is not without evidence. Believing in God is not without evidence. I know some of us have been taught the wrong theology. Let's put it in the bin. Because there is evidence when you are a child of God. We say, no, no, you never know. These things are in the heart. You know, it's between you and God. No! (laughs) Which God is in secret? Our Father in heaven is not a secretive God. He's not in secret. Did you see where he hung the stars? And did you see where he hung the sun? And the moon at night? In secret? Has he ever said to anyone, go into the world and hide me? No, no, no. No. They are proofs. If you are saved, they are proofs. And they don't just come first in your behavior. Are you with me? Because most of us have been just been taught, you know, the proof, the only proof we know of being saved is how he goes to church. So you find young ladies, you know, they're looking for a man to marry them. And or to marry whatever the way it works nowadays, it works both ways. <laughs> nowadays it's just men married women. No, I guess women marry men. <laughs> come down, come down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come down, amen. Oh, come down, come down. You see? And, and they're looking for a man, and, and oh, they're looking for, a man is looking for a woman to marry, and, and they only see the externals. Oh, he goes to church. He comes from a good family. It's awesome. But when you marry him, you're going to need a guy that had an encounter. Because <laughs> you will find the going to church. I've told you already, a monkey can do that. It isn't. <laughs> and you will come out with a theory that all men are. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever you want to say. <laughs> no, you married one. <laughs> Leave us alone. You married one. Hello? Yeah. You say, I don't know why women are. Uh, uh, you married one. Leave us alone. I'm teaching you something here. Proofs. <laughs> proofs. You, 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 you know, proofs. When your children begin to bring people home to say, hey, this is going to be my. <laughs> you look for proofs. As a wise woman of God, as a wise man of God, you're going to pray. You're going to shanda kubra sida de bosha. Bring your boy. Let him pray and fast with me. Yes. Ah. <laughs> I'm t- 
telling you, there are people doing this. I was, I was, I was, I was laughing because I was talking to, yesterday I was talking to Steve, you know Steve Wilpole, right? His oldest daughter is getting married in June. And, he, and, and, and so, he, so he says, oh, let me show you who the husband is going to be. And he says, I said, wow. I said, Steve, how did you know this? He says, oh, I've taken this boy to prayer so many times. <laughs> He's a man of God. <laughs> I'm like, what the father in law? That's great. Yeah. You see, back those days in the village, they'll say, bring her, let her cook, let's see. Nah, rubbish. Yeah. We want serious proofs. Yeah. As a child of God, let's see you pray. Yeah. Come on. Come on, bro, let's prophesy. Because, yeah. you know, you, you say to him, I'm going to need a husband that knows how to hear God. Come on, let's hear God. Let's see you hear God. Uh, otherwise, you, you know. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Serious proofs. Are you with me? You're going to need a man or a woman that can hear God. You will be arguing alone on your bed because you are hearing God and the other person does not hear God at all. You want proofs. Are you with me? You guys, you're so safe. Amen. Huh? Amen. <laughs> she will fast or something. She will fast. <laughs> Just join us for Christmas. For Christmas what? Join us for fasting. You want to marry in my house? You're going to join us for fasting. We're going to prophesy on you. We're also going to hear God about you, first of all. Before we make any judgment, we're going to know what sort of a man you have. What is in you? What has God put in you? And we're going to prophesy on you. We're going to open our eyes on you. And we're going to see what God is saying about you. Before we judge your behavior or anything else. I'm raising great parents here, ain't I? You are dangerous parents. Valerie, you're so happy. Your daughters and your sons will be so safe. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You just love that word. Signs are not, these proofs, before I even go into them, they are not things you can generate from yourself. They are supernaturally accessed. So when Jesus is talking about proofs, they are not things that you can generate yourself. They are impossible to generate from yourself. They are supernaturally given. These proofs. These proofs have... They only prove the thing that you are in fellowship with, truly with the supernatural God. But they belong to everyone. I want you so hungry today. I want you to say, ah, Papa, I want to see my proofs. And you're going to go praying this week. I want to see proofs. I believed in God all this time. And I didn't know it came with a proof. I want to see proofs. You're going to pray this week. And you're going to move in proofs. Are you with me? You will not be left with a shadow of a doubt. But you're a child of a king of kings. That your father in heaven is truly supernatural and yet he is with you. No doubts. Christians without doubts. Yes. 
Imagine what's going to happen with you when you've moved and you understand the proofs that you're a child of God. Even when you make a mistake and the devil comes at you and says, Oh, you don't really know God. You, you look at you, you got angry. You'll be like, hey, hey, don't start. You're just going to look at him and the devil don't start. You know? Because you got proofs. You say, I will cast you out. I will cast your mother-in-law out. I will cast all of you out. Are you with me? <laughs> proofs. He says, this science, this science, this science, this science. He says, in my name, they will drive out demons. Now, I will not go into all the dimensions, but I will get into them as we go along. Are you with me? I'll do a little bit more next week. In my name, because he, he, he just issues out dimensions of power. That's what he did. He's not saying these are the only things they will do. He's giving them boundaries, definitions of these are the kind of things that will prove my children are my children. Hmm? So he says, in my name, they will cast out demons. It means they will have supernatural power above everything that is of the devil. Everything. They will cast it out. It means when they arrive, one has to leave. If we get into a room, there is a demon and there is me, one of us has to go. That's what it means. Hello? Yeah. It means if there was any demons operating in your life, well, you're not going to cast them out they will, before they are cast out of you. When you believe, Jesus comes in your life. You know, if the demons in Gennesaret or in that place where they couldn't, you know, from a distance, 500 meters away, they could not stay in the same place with Jesus. He's not even next to them. Is this is far away. They start with one of us has to leave. Jesus have mercy. Because they know when he enters a city, a city, they know one of us must go. <laughs> Even you. When you begin to understand the power of this proof, I don't care where you live. My God, I don't really care where you live in the, in the poorest place, in the richest place. I don't really care where you live in where there's more crime. And it doesn't really matter. Because when you enter with this knowledge, you enter with the understanding, one of us must go. Yes. I carry the proof that I'm a child of God. You see, Jesus did not come into this world to preach. I saw Andrew Murray post this last week to preach peace and justice and nice, nice stuff and all that. It's true. You know, equality. <laughs> this Jesus of today, he preached equality. and No, no. This is a confrontational issue. Systems must be confronted. Kingdoms must be moved. That's what he came to do. So when people think equality, Jesus brought just, you know, social justice, beautiful things. Then the same people begin to say, oh, then therefore we should not pray for sick, sick people. And they say, well, 
A man would die on the cross so you may have social justice. Are you crazy? I'm sorry, but do you understand what I mean? A man would die on the cross. To create social workers. <laughs> I refuse to be a social worker. I cast out demons. Are you with me? I cast out demons. Hello? Hello? Okay, if you're a social worker, it's all right. It's a good thing to do, to bless people. <laughs> but you see, as, as you touch those people, bless them. You see, my, my wife, my, my, my wife, my, don't tell the NMC this. My, my wife leads many people to Christ before they die on the ward. She does it. God just gives her this grace and she does it. Actually, last year she's led more patients to Christ. <laughs> you know? I had the privilege of actually visiting one person she led to Christ. Before he died, he was like, I'm dying, I need to, you know, I need to see people. I turned up and, and I went to see him and we talked and, and for the first time we brought the family together. There was bitterness in that family going on. Up to now, she goes and sees the family. Up to now. We prayed for them. Hello, nursing student. I received it. <laughs> okay, listen, listen. As, as, as when you understand, you arrive on that ward. I'm still on nurses. Okay, there's another one there. You know, I, I, when you arrive on that ward, and you know what the policy says, but you know that if I touch you and there's a demon in you, one of us must go. <laughs> huh? When I give you this panadol, huh? <laughs> one of us must go. Proofs. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. Proofs. People say, no, 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 they have stopped us from saying the name of Jesus. They have stopped us from preaching. Hey, don't be preaching. Just, just carry proofs with you. Amen. Amen. You'll be shocked if I was in hospital myself, I might stop you from preaching. I say, you, you're messing with my head. I'm here to rest. <laughs> just touch me. <laughs> You understand? Because sometimes Christians say these things a lot. Oh, you know, at our workplace, we can never talk about Jesus. Yes, but carry some proofs. They can never stop you. Can water be stopped, really? They can never stop you. As long as they have not stopped the air in that place. They cannot stop you. You just carry proofs. Yeah, I remember doing some support work, some mental health support work. Uh, how many years ago? I can't remember now. Two, three years, four years ago. And, and wow, time is flying. Eh? About four years ago, I think. Four years ago. And, 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 and when, when I just decided, I will, I will really test this thing that I have some anointing on me. Because God was really bothering me. You know, I would go to work and, and I would fail to work. The Spirit of God would be all over me. And that was my last job, by the way, you know? And, 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 I, and I really couldn't. So I thought, no, 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 I'll test this thing out. So I'll see whether my clients will get discharged quickly compared to everyone else. You know? I, was, I, I wasn't preaching. I, w- I was meant to sit down and talk to them, take them through some CBT therapy and, and all that. I, I was meant to do that. And that's what I did. I, was never, I never opened the Bible. 
But they, oh, more than three of my clients used to, would say to me, uh, you know, there's a time I went off for about two weeks. I think I went to Malawi for about three weeks. And I came back and I found that my clients had refused to see anyone else. They are waiting for me. <laughs> and I turn up and they will sit and, and my manager will say, but what do you feel? Why? What do you do? Did I... <laughs> <laughs> Carry some proofs. I'm not. This is not a fake story. I, I, when I, I would meet some of my clients, we would talk, and, and they, would, they started. After that, they started allocating the most difficult clients to me. You know, and if you're in community mental health, the difficult ones are the ones that can They say they can't engage. What it means is they don't want to sit with any mental health worker. They don't engage. You can't see them twice. You see them only when their money is in trouble. You know? When their benefit is about to be cut, when they're, you will see them. But once you see them, they take that, that's it. You will not see them. And, and, and they, can, they, they can disappear, you know? And, yeah. And they'll start giving me those. And when my manager reads the notes, their progress notes after a month, and she begins to say, ah, this boy is making things up. <laughs> now me, I'll go. If I have an hour appointment, I'll meet them. And somebody, one of my colleagues will say, but me, I've tried, I've tried to meet this guy. I don't know. <laughs> I carry some proofs. I want you to know you carry some stuff. You can take this to the exam, I've told you. And you keep practicing it, knowing, no, 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 these signs shall follow if there's a friend bullying you at school, you think about it in the morning and you say, no, no, no. These signs shall follow them that believe. And you can look at them and say, which sign shall I take with me in that? <laughs> Are you with me, Asante Manda? Do you get me? Before you react to the bullying by fighting and all that. You got proofs, children of God. They shall cast out demons. That means anything the devil tries to plan or launch in your life. You've got another realm of power. They shall speak in new tongues. My God. It means you can change into another language. Oh, you don't understand. The, if you only speak one language, you don't understand the, 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 the value of that. You know? Because in my house, you know, if we want to talk about something that we don't want the kids to hear, we just switch into the next language. Me and my wife. And we say, Bobo. <laughs> Are you with me? Yes. Uh, the value of knowing a language uh, above another person. Uh, is that you, when they start coming at you like a flood, you can shift the language. Are you with me? And you shift the language and you start negotiating at a higher level, above their heads. Yeah. It's a kind of let me talk to your boss kind of thing. Are you with me? Yeah. Except now you're going to talk to God. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh mysteries. Mysteries. I want to encourage you to, to speak in tongues. The Bible says they shall speak in tongues. Let me encourage some of you that are waiting for tongues to come in your room. It says they shall speak. You are going, you should speak in tongues. Yeah. I know. You're waiting for us to dance around you. 
Lay hands, spit on the ground, two, speak, back, jump, shiver, shiver. No, you should speak in time. Which means tonight you can go in your room and you say, this sign too shall follow me. And you can speak in tongues. Are you listening to me? This is exactly what happened to me. I didn't know all this. I was a new believer. And I started down, sat down with somebody. He talked to me about the Holy Spirit. Taught me about tongues. He never prayed for me. He left me. He says, we'll pray later. And, and then in the evening, I came back to prayer. Myself, praying in my own wonderful English. God, I give you glory. I thank you. I, and I just began to feel something in me. Oh, time was up. I said, I'm going to leave because I was in a boarding school. We had prep time. So I'm going to leave and go for prep. So I left the prayer house. As I'm leaving the prayer house, I don't know. Oh, and I thought, oh, what's going on in me? I ran back into the prayer room and I started praying in tongues. I was there for more than an hour. For the first time in my life, I was praying for an hour. Shocked. By the time I got out, I went out, I found two of my seniors were waiting outside. Because it was a dark place where I was. It was dark, there was no light. It's an old changing room by the swimming pool. And then it was dark, and so they had heard there's one of, one of the boys is praying in there. So they come and wait to, to just stand guard. And I got out, and they looked at me, and said, what happened to you? Are you with me? You will speak in tongues. It's a sign. It should follow you. It's been following you all this time. If we had a chance to stop it and interview it, we would say, the tongues would fold their arms and they would say, he, he doesn't want to speak in tongues. He doesn't want us. He's embarrassed of us. She, she thinks because she begins to speak in tongues, she's going to be weird. Newsflash. Whether you speak in tongues or not, you're weird. <laughs> Most of you are so scared of looking unusual. Newsflash. You already are. <laughs> I promise today I'm not going to take you to six o'clock. But you're praying and fasting, so I might as well take you there. Hmm? Let me do one or two signs. So language. It takes you into a realm of language. Different language. The bailiffs come speaking this language. You begin to speak that language. Are you understanding me? Yes. The letter comes speaking this language. You begin to speak that language. Amen. That's what it means. This, this is your proof. That you are a child of God. When the enemy comes from the left speaking his language, threatening you. You know how they can speak threatening language, right? Right? And you, do, and you know, you know living among the wow, wonderful British people, they are threatening language without raising their voice. You see, as an African, I'm not used to that. As an African, threatening language comes with a high voice. It's like, hey! That's African. And the British people just use a wonderful threatening language without raising their voice. Yeah. Mr. Banda, it is very critically important that you do this. 
you can just, before you get into yourself and start finding that from your village now, hey, me, I'm son of <laughs> change the language. Next channel. Sometimes you can find me in there, you think I'm mad. I've been known to wave a bill, an impossible bill before God. And Russia, ta 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 ta, Rikotobo. Are you with me? Yes, <laughs> I've been known to pay bills in tongues. <laughs> me. <laughs> you don't understand. You really don't understand. You you, you believe in English too much. <laughs> you can go in tongues, Russia, pray over your children. Are you with me? You know, don't just respond by saying, oh, she's stressed. Oh, my children are in trouble. No, 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 no. Don't let the devil get clever on you. Don't join that silly language. Are you with me? They're not in trouble. Get in the spirit. I'm excited. What? You say what? My children are... You say what? Are you with me? <laughs> Jesus gave the devil some of that medicine when he came saying, yeah, hey, you will do this. He says, no, no, no. It is written. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. I, I hope you understand. Yes. I hope you are getting this right into your spirit. These are our proofs. Yes. We cannot just be reacting according to the air all the time. When you react, you have proofs with you. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Lord, shall I do another one? No, maybe not. <laughs> I ask the Lord, not you. <laughs> Let me finish with this one. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it shall by no means harm them. Oh, harm them. <coughs> you people. Have you seen that uh, when I'm saying he's talking about dimensions of power rather than things? You can deal with spiritual attacks, but because you can deal with demons. That's not just, not just that. You can also deal with issues of arguments, because I've given you another language. You can diffuse every argument. Whether it is happening in there, there's strife, there's an argument in you. You get in tongues, and you will see the power of God. You can deal with all sorts of arguments, because I've given you another language. What is the language used for? Why would he give you... What is the language? For communication. Resolving issues. With tongues, you resolve a lot of issues. Something you don't understand. You see a vision, you don't understand. You see a dream, you don't understand. You get up and you begin to pray. Because it is a language. It will soon clarify. It's a language. And then he hits the third one. I'm going to stop on the third one today. He says, even when you deal with physical harmful things. Ah! He says, a snake might bite you. (laughs) He says, he's dealing with issues of poison. Physical harmful physically harmful. He's not even talking about spiritual realm now. He's like, come down and he's saying, a snake could bite you and indeed you are meant to die. 
You, you can even drink poison. I like the way it says it. Either by accident, by somebody's plan, because you ate something, you could even eat poison. But this proof says poison will become powerless. Amen. I don't know. I don't know why you should have sleepless nights because there's a witch in your family. <laughs> if they say, oh, there's a witch in your family doing incantations against you, you stand up and you say, one of us is going to die very soon. <laughs> oh, they need, you know, and it's not me. Huh? Don't be scared. The Bible talks about Paul. Have you heard? Oh, yes. That he landed at an island called, uh, what is it called? Malta. He landed in Malta and, and, and the snake fastened itself to his hand. A poisonous viper and it bit him. And everyone was looking for the swelling to begin. <laughs> but the Bible says it this way. When it bit him, he shook it in the fire. And then everybody was just observing. Hmm. We didn't apply that snake uh, anti-venom on him. Hmm. They're waiting for the snake. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The enemy might even come and bite you. Bing. Thank you, Brian. The enemy might come and bite you. Bing. And everybody around you will be waiting. She's been hit. <laughs> we knew. We knew she'll be in trouble. Now let them wait, eh? You will outlast all your enemies. Yes. You will get up one day and you will say, He lays a table for me <laughs> in the presence of my enemies. Now that one is not to share, it's to eat in their face. You who laughed. This is for you. Are you with me? Because they said of Paul, they said, oh, he's going to die. <laughs> the same people flipped and they said, ah, he's a god. <laughs> they will change their language about you. These are proofs. Some people don't believe you up to now. They say, oh, you go to that church. Have <laughs> you got nothing better to do? <laughs> you stay in there three hours on a Sunday. Seriously. Can't you do a service in one hour, you people? <laughs> three o'clock. It's football time. Yeah. <laughs> you will laugh. You will laugh. Whatever. You see, the devil is really, really hopeless. Because whatever... He has against you. In the spirit realm, you can deal. You've got proofs. Even when he brings it in the natural by using other authorities to start arguing against you, you've got another language to handle it. In. He said, you, you, you can handle visa in another language. I don't know why. You should understand these things. You can handle employment in another language. You go to one interview, you fail. You go to the next interview, you fail. You go, ah, I'm never going to do another interview in English. 
<laughs> Rasha 